Welcome to a special edition of the McCovey Croncast. I'm Brian Murphy, former managing editor of McCoveyChronicles.com. And with me is Doug Rizzoni, who writes about the Giants at GiantsDoug.Subsec.com. It's a special one, Doug, because today was the trade deadline. It was. Big trade deadline. Uh, so many big moves the Giants made. They traded Jock Peterson, traded Carlos Rodon. They they even traded uh, Farhan. I was so surprised by that. They got seen a that good before. Re- yeah. Yeah. Got a good return for it, you know, and he was just looking for value, just like the time Billy Bean negotiated to trade himself to the Red Sox. Of course, if that had actually happened, I, I think we would have recorded this even earlier for more as a reaction. But what really happened was that the Giants made a series of of fringe moves, which just seems after this being the fourth year of the Far Anxiety uh era well, i guess we should have expected that but uh the giants made basically four they made four moves today we're going to go through them real quick and then we're going to talk about it real quick because you better believe doug and i have some sense of what this means going forward but before we get into it I do have to apologize audio wise they're still doing renovation work in the apartment and so that's going on you might hear it in the background anyway let's go through the list all right first off biggest trade the giants made was that they traded Darren Ruff to the Mets for J.D. Davis, uh, Thomas Zapucky, and then a couple of prospects, Carson Seymour and Nick Zwack. And I'm very in favor of Nick Zwack, by the way, because I can just say Zwack. Nick Zwack, Patty Whack. That's right. Give the team an out. Throw the team a bone. <laughs> but Ruff is on the move. That's Ruff is on the move. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ruff is on the move for a kid from Elk Grove, uh, J.D. Davis, but he is not actually a Giants fan. He grew up a Dodgers fan, which means that J.D. stands for Just Dodgers Davis. Oh, so, <laughs> Just Dodgers. Just Dodgers. Um, yeah. And uh, Zapucky, you nailed it. Um, n- not doing too well if you look at his baseball <laughs> reference page for this year. He's got like a 20 ERA. So he, in- <laughs> uh, he actually uh, pitched against the Giants. This year. Yeah. He, so that uh, means he was good. <laughs> <laughs> he gave up nine earned runs and got four outs. Oh, he was that guy. Got it. Yeah, he was that guy. <laughs> Remember the one game the Giants played well against the Mets? That was yeah. it. <laughs> hey, we're bringing over some good memories then. And and uh, the Giants looked at him and said, I can fix him. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then the Giants uh, traded away one of their forever Giants guy that we immediately associate with the Giants um, forever. Matthew Boyd, uh, who they signed in the offseason uh, to rehab with them. And then instead of him ever throwing a pitch for them at the major league level, they traded him to the Mariners, along with Kirk Casale. Uh, kind of a forever giant, maybe, or someone will remember for sure. Um, and they traded them both to the Mariners for high catcher Andy Thomas and for right-handed pitcher Michael Striffeller, who was an undrafted free agent in 2019. Andy Thomas was drafted last year in the fifth round by the Mariners. So there's something. And he's got like an 850 OPS this year right now and a nice strikeout-to-walk ratio. And then... Um, for the relief pitcher, he's pitching well. He's 26. I don't have any more than he's got uh, 227 ERA. Interestingly, Kurt Casale traded to the Mariners, timing with their acquisition of Luis Castillo from the Reds. Uh, and one of the reporters had an interesting breakdown of what Luis Castillo's stats were 
when he pitched on the Reds and Kirk Casale was his catcher. Basically, 27 starts, a 261 ERA, um, and a 191 batting average against. So some so some thinking ahead there by Jerry Depoto. Yeah, to really he's, he's on that it. deal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then the last trade of the day. Uh, so the last trade of the day was uh, the other forever giant, uh, Trevor Rosenthal, who I think we can all remember like five or six really vivid Trevor Rosenthal memories in giant uniform. <laughs> vivid. Uh, vivid. I mean, it's, it's a tough one. The clubhouse is going to be disappointed to lose him. Uh, the Brewers for Tristan Peters. Uh, he's an outfielder who just was promoted to double-A Biloxi. He's the 19th. He's MLB Pipeline has him 19th on their list of Brewers prospects. And he's hitting in, in 383 plate appearances at high A. He's hitting 306, 386, 485 with seven homers and a 1.35 to one strikeout to walk ratio. Uh, so Brian, quick question. I have my own answer, but I want to hear yours first. Who is the most Farhan player they acquired here, you think? Oh, it's so good because it feels like, especially after the Ford Proctor deal, which we didn't mention, the Giants traded for Ford Proctor yesterday. Uh, and he's basically a, a Mike Papirski's type. I really, really want to pick Andy Thomas because Andy Thomas was drafted as a catcher, but he's um, one of the scouts that, or one of the checkers that uh, analyzed the draft pick for the Mariners last year said, I don't love his chances back there, but the bat, there might be something there. So he seems like a guy who's not going to stick behind the plate. He might move around. Mike Papirski level, same with Ford Proctor. But I got to go with Tristan Peters because he's also the Brewers draftee, the uh, Manassian, was it Perry Manassian or Zach Manassian, who now works for the Giants, was with the Brewers. Um, he didn't draft, uh, he's been working with the giants for the last couple of years. So he w- wasn't involved in the drafting, but you know, that that guy matches more what they're going after. So I got to say it's, it's Tristan Peters. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Tristan Peters an answer though. I think you nailed it with, uh, I think you nailed it with Andy Thomas because you look at it, good strikeout to walk ratio, uh, plays a rare defensive position very badly. There's nothing more giants than that. <laughs> Okay, if that's the measure. <laughs> Plays a rare position badly. Uh, that reminds me that the rough trade today, the, he was listed as an infielder slash outfielder, which is the most generous. I think it's, that's kind of a scam level of tag for him. Hey, not <laughs> technically inaccurate. <laughs> Uh, that's a, okay. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm sure none of these players will ever play much for the giants, but, (laughs) but there we go. That's the giants trade deadline for 2022, a year after they won 107 games and, uh, the NL West, they are also Rams essentially. And, and are kind of half standing pat and basically traded a bunch of injured guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it seems like that was mostly what they were doing other than the rough trade. Is they're like, well, we're not going to really have a spot for Casale when he comes back. You know, is he better than Austin Wins? No. It's not to say Austin Wins is particularly good, but there's no daylight there. Uh, so might as well get a minor prospect for him. Yeah, uh, I mean, also, actually- <laughs> you know, he's he's punched like he's onto nine punches on his Jerry DePoto trade card and he's going to get someone free on number 11. <laughs> It, the chance to get a jar of Julio Rodriguez yeah. CO2, like expelled air. Sorry. Uh, yeah. He's, 
I guess I like Kirk Casale maybe a bit better than you do, but just purely on the defensive side of the ball, which I think that's where Austin wins loses. And, you know, Austin wins the Giants think highly enough of him that he DHs sometimes. So I think there might be a situation, you know, I, I look at Casale and what he did last year, you know, he and Buster Posey were in a race to see who could catch the most shutouts. It was pretty impressive. Uh, and this year the team just doesn't have defense. So I guess a guy like Casale, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I mean, the Darren Ruff thing, um, I mean, it's a huge upgrade from the Mets standpoint. You know, it's weird that J.D. Davis being a right-handed hitter has such bad numbers against left-handed hitters. It would be great if the Giants really do just go like, here's your problem, and like get him to cut his fingernails or something, and that makes all the difference. <laughs> like, that would be pretty cool, but um, and maybe that could be the case. He does have two years of control at arbitration-level rates, which... Um, I mean, that seems like a wash financially. Darren Ruff was scheduled to make $3.25 million next year. He's got a $250,000 buyout instead. Um, I mean, yeah, so they do they do get the extra year of control. Yes, the, the extra year of control, unless he just doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? Then it's like they have the option. Right, unless, unless he Pruszynski's, and then they can just say bye, and <laughs> yes. then he can go win a World Series the next year. That's right, with the Dodgers. <laughs> Which it will be. Yes, uh, but I mean, like, it's it's an interesting – I think basically the Giants traded a bunch of known quantities – you know, everyone had sort of reached their ceiling. I mean, let's give credit to Darren Ruff. He did exactly what the Giants have asked him to do. It's not his fault that they put him in less than ideal conditions in some cases, playing outfield, basically. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Even at the even at the plate where his numbers are down against last year, that's mostly just a product of they ran out of players at the beginning, so they had to play him every day. He's he doesn't hit righties. You know, that's not what he's on the team to do. So his numbers look worse, even though he's had another really good year against lefties. So if you, limit, if you limit him to just lefties, which is what the Mets are going to do with him and Vogelbach both being on the roster, then he's he's probably going to do well over there. Yeah, and and so trading basically known quantities for some guys who probably fit their profile of what they're looking for for upside, you know, skill skills, talents, that's the thing. So the, that was interesting. I guess that leads us right into the trades they didn't make, and that was surprising and what that actually means. Carlos Rodon still on the roster. Jock Peterson still on the roster. Wilmer Flores still on the roster. Alex Cobb still on the roster. Kind of can't believe that all four of those guys are sticking there. You know, just from the Mets standpoint, were they asking for Wilmer Flores for less? And the Giants were like, what about Darren Ruff for more? <laughs> or or was it the other way? I'm not sure, but it's it seems interesting uh, in that regard. Wil- Wilmer Flores provides, I don't know, pretty good value all the way around. Um, and so I'm surprised he's still on the team, but maybe the giants just thought we don't want to, we don't want to punch the clubhouse in the stomach too hard. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's what they're doing. They're, they're like, we can't face the clubhouse if we get rid of these guys who the team needs, if they're going to even have any kind of shot at that sixth wild card. That sixth playoff spot. They don't have six wild cards, though. If Rob Manfred had his way, they would. <laughs> um, and, you know, Flores has had a really good season. He, honestly, I, if I had to pick right now, I'd say he wins the Willie Mack Award. Like, he's been the guy who who's come up with the clutch hit. You, not usually, because no one on the Giants has usually been coming up with the clutch hit, but more often than anybody else. He's And he's he's a really popular player. He's performing. He's playing a bunch of different positions. I mean, now he's just playing mostly second. 
Uh, but throughout the year, he can play a bunch of different positions if the team ever gets healthy enough to let him do that. And I think that it, it would be tough to lose him. Obviously, Radon is the best player on the team. And Peterson uh, was really good for a couple of months. So if he could get back to that, that'd be nice. But also, he's been in a slump for a while. And maybe teams are like, no, we don't want that. Like and that's, he's concussed, right? And he's, well, yeah, and he's concussed. So who knows? Well, I also think that uh, it, I need, it needs to be pointed out that as we're recording this, as of the morning of the trade deadline, the best pitcher in baseball, according to Fangraphs, Carlos Rodon, by one. Yeah. The yeah. best pitcher, absolutely. No, no qualifications. He's not tied with anybody. The best. And all the murmuring was like, eh, but what if he gets hurt? And then we're on the hook for his contract next year. And it's, it's like, have, right. Then you'll have another 110 innings of the best pitcher in baseball. Right. Dang. Yeah. It's so, you know, that was part of it, what they were dealing with. I guess if the giants think now with the anxiety of the trade deadline, I mean, I guess it's, it's all marketing. I think we can get gather at this point. The giants didn't like what they were getting in offers. Of course, there's a non-zero though, remote implausible chance that he simply just accepts the one year deal. You know what I mean? Ops in, but I don't see that happening. Um, he says he likes pitching in San Francisco. Who knows? Um, I was going to push back on the Willie Mack thing, but I do want to point out that I agreed with you up until this week. Now I think I've got the pity vote for Tyro Estrada. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's recency bias. I yes, think, you know, 100%. I they, they do so like... He kicked a bat in his face. And <laughs> yeah. So we just know Radon's not going to win it. That... Yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, it takes him out. Um, he's he's too low. He's, if we're talking about Hunter Strickland DEFCON levels, he's down to a three. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the Peterson thing, that's kind of understandable. Um, still, I mean, I guess it was sort of a situation where it's like, well, why move him? What do we actually gain? We're going to gain what we basically got for trading Darren Ruff is what it would basically be like. Um, I don't know what it means for the rest of the, the season, but it certainly does tell you that the Giants, it's exactly what you said. The Giants are never going to do a full-on fire sale. I think that's pretty clear there. Um, and who knows if that's going to work out, but yeah, I mean, this, the rest of this week is not going to be great because they're playing a Dodgers team that's just going to eat them up. The Dodgers got Joey Gallo. We should probably talk about these deals. The Dodgers got Joey Gallo on a flyer, essentially, and which is a move you would think the Giants could have made, but they're clearly doing the Grant Brisby thing of kind of standing pat, right? This is basically more of a stand pat situation, yeah, although J.D. Davis is kind of, I guess, the um, maybe something works out. So there's that. I keep talking about that as though that's the biggest trade. The biggest trade of the day was generational talent, Juan Soto, changing teams to the San Diego Padres. So for at least the next two years, the Giants are going to have to face the Dodgers and the Padres, who are essentially the Warriors to their, what, Kings? Oh, Rockets? Well, hold on. Let's, let's be fair here. The Giants have won something this de- last decade. Fair enough. That, that no. is unfair. They're, they're the Rockets. Yeah, sure. They're the they could be the they could be the Spurs. The Spurs aren't good anymore, but you know. Okay, I like that. All right, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take the Spurs. Um, okay, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I guess. Do you have any feelings about Juan Soto being in the uh, NL West? <sighs> Fine. Um, 
Those are my feelings. Just <laughs> of, of course they went to the stupid Padres. Like, you know, good for the Padres for trying and like not giving up, even though this kind of move has blown up in their faces a number of times before. Um, but Soto is better than any of the other players. He's better than Matt Kemp in 2015 or whatever, whenever that trade was. Um, and, you know, the Padres have been looking for this kind of a deal for a while. And they're finally going to get to do it. And hey, who knows? Maybe someday they'll win 107 games and beat the Dodgers for the division. Right. Do that without Juan Soto, right? <laughs> Uh, they they managed to hold on to their pitching. Basically, they they're supposed to get Fernando Tatis Jr. back, you know, in the next month or so, and probably sooner than that. That's going to be exciting. Um, and I I mean, look, it's not a guarantee that he's going to re-sign with them when he becomes a free agent in two years. That certainly doesn't mean I think the Giants will get him. He could just as easily go to the Dodgers again. But at least. The idea that everyone's like, and, and I'm one of them, so I'm talking to myself here. The idea that the Giants should basically just, you know, kill themselves for the rest of the decade, <laughs> you know, put themselves in a pauper's grave and just put have the dirt buried over them. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of silly. The way it kind of looks like it's working out. The Giants aren't going to be anything for a couple of years, and the Padres and the Dodgers certainly are for the next couple of years. So let's revisit this in like two and a half years' time and see where where everything falls starting the beginning of uh, – the 2026 season, which is not good if we're trying to like get people to read our writing or like be <laughs> interested in talking about the giants by saying like the next two years are just basically lost years. But uh, for now it seems like the excitement is certainly not in San Francisco. No, I mean, you know, they can get it back, right? Like not to say that this team is like worse than what last year's team was supposed to be um, for the Padres. But, you know, the Giants went out there and beat the Padres in 2021. Um, you know, it's not off the table that some crazy stuff could happen and they're not going to be that good anymore. Um, but, it, you know, it'll take a lot of playing well from the Giants, which is not something that anybody trusts them to do at the moment. It just seems like something they don't know how to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, they might have forgot they were supposed to. Yeah, that's that's probably part of it. Logan Webb didn't look good at all against the Dodgers last night. Um, Carlos Rodon, on the other hand, looked fantastic. He looked like the best pitcher in baseball. There's that. And yeah, maybe a little bit of a shakeup could can help them in the long run. There's still, my God, two full months left to play. Yeah, it's, if, there's a lot. If nothing else, stay alive for spite. Make the Dodger make the Dodgers and the Padres miserable at some point. That that's that's something to do. But in terms of today's tra trade deadline, I would say you know I'm going to do a takeaway here. Even like getting Ford, it's so weird that the Giants are like in on these Mike Papirski types. It's like that. <laughs> so and I guess what I'm saying is like that they're looking and finding these guys and adding them more than any other type of player. It's very strange, but. Um, you know, I guess they figure if they reach a critical mass, it'll it'll all break in their favor. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't work out the first time getting Mike Papirski, but if they get enough Mike's Papirski, probably <laughs> Mike's Papirski. Yeah. yeah. So, how about this? What one word to label today's trade deadline for the Giants, and then for for baseball? Uh, well, for the Giants, it's obviously, uh, eh. you know, that's. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's that's a pretty clear one. Yeah, not even a meh. You can't even no. muster the M. No, no, this is not. I don't have M energy after that. Uh, and for baseball, it was you know it was, it was big that Soto got traded, but also I don't know how surprising any of the big names were. Uh, I mean, other obviously than Eric Hosmer, total shock that he got shipped out of San Diego. Nobody saw that coming. We didn't even mention that part of it early in the, if you weren't following all day, the trade deadline bonanza stuff, the developing news was like, you know, Eric Hosmer is included in the deal. And then like a few minutes later, oh, but he has a no trade clause and, and Washington's on that list and he's not going to waive it for Washington. Um, and then he wound up on the Red Sox and, uh, and then, but then look at what happened. Luke Voigt had to be the throw in to that trade that replacing Hosmer. And then the Padres turn around and get Brandon Drury. Who's like a upgrade from Luke. Yeah. Voigt. So yeah. Well, why did that work out for the Padres? I know. <laughs> well, this is what happens when you don't have like a, an Andy green and uh what was that other guy's name? The last year's manager. Oh yeah. That Jace Tingler, Jace Tingler. When you don't have them, like the, you've got the Bob Melvin energy going now. Things are different. Yeah. I don't like that. They, they should not be different. <laughs> we need more tinglerization, less Melvinization. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need the tingle back, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say tame for the Giants. That would be my word for the Giants day. And I would say distressing for, the, for Major League Baseball for the trade deadline today. Only because the Juan Soto trade essentially being framed as, isn't this amazing? It is for the Padres. I don't actually think – I think it's it's exactly what you said. This is the kind of movie they've been trying to make. They should be thrilled. And I'm actually happy for them. I'm kind of happy that I get to see Juan Soto a little more often. So it's not like I'm tuning into Nationals games. And I did enjoy him beating the Dodgers very much uh, in, the, in the NLCS a few years – a couple of years ago. So I'd very much fun. like to see – uh, yeah, I'd very much like to see that happening again, especially since the Dodgers, the Giants aren't going to be taking down the Dodgers this year. Um, but I, I mean, it's being pitched as like it's a great day, the greatest haul of all time in a trade. And I'm like, okay, maybe Juan Soto. There's a chance he's not the generational talent because how many times have we used that label the last few years with all these free agents, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper? Those are the two that immediately come to mind. But even Giancarlo Stanton had a little bit of that. And it's like, well, Juan Soto, that's a, one of the biggest names ever traded. And some of the guys he was traded for are not much younger than him, which is super yeah, strange. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think it's distressing because I don't think that's the sort of thing that should be cheered. I think it's very weird that people are saying like, well, the, the majority, and it might even be just a 51-49 majority of people are sort of like, this is good for the new ownership to clear some pay, to like, clear payroll. Yeah. It should not be ever good to trade Juan Soto in any way. And also Patrick Corbin wasn't traded or Steven Strasburg. So you've got a lot of dead money already on the books for that purchasing team. So that's why I say very distressing uncertainty. I mean, I think the nationals got some pretty talented players back. I don't think there's any disputing that, but you're still giving away a, a, a certainty. You know what I mean? Like his down years are better than a lot of players' best years, um, that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, we'll be back um, not this coming, uh, not next week. We'll take a week off after the trade deadline, cool down, get used to a Thomas Zipucky on the team, right? Oof, man. <laughs> By the way, if anybody thinks that the Giants are just standing pat, they called up Alex Young from Sacramento today. 
So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, can you, do you have a breakdown of Alex Young right now? I don't even know. No, who I have no is. idea who that yeah, is. No idea. He's don't a worry, he'll be gone type. in three days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a left-handed pitcher. Okay. Um, yeah. So hope maybe when we come back, JD Davis will have hit like six home runs for the jet. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Let's yeah. hope. Let's, we'll see. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, don't forget to uh, check out McCoveyChronicles.com for more on these trades and also Doug's site, GiantsDoug.Substack.com. I'm just doing the promo for you, Doug. Sorry. Thank you. But, I appreciate <laughs> it. But uh, check that out. And uh, don't forget to check out our bullpen trust power rankings that we just dropped. They're, they're still relevant somehow. I can't believe it. They haven't traded anybody <laughs> from the list. It's incredible. <laughs> Not what we expected. <laughs> Not at all. But that just means they're as relevant as ever. So give that a listen. And thanks again for listening to this one. And somehow, some way, in the meantime, go Giants. Go Giants. <laughs>